Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Get you going that little if you bit. Say to anger it. is a great ah, motivator. Yeah. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Star studded OTB AM Friday continues. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? you Coloured. Uh, have you been out? Just the Irish sun, or have you been out? Irish Enjoying sun, yourself, yeah. get out of it, no chance. How's life? Very good. You didn't no, see yeah. your butt earlier on. I he did. Very, yeah, yeah. You used the word pragmatic in the ad break there, which was spot on about the defeat last weekend. I suppose, yeah, yeah. I've obviously been. I've spoke to him afterwards and um, on Sunday and. Uh, that sport, it's disappointing. They're they're the hard hard yards for players. Like it's within and coaches. Your grasp. You're yeah, watching is, the game yeah. and you're mm-hmm. like, Jesus, they're going to do it. It's you. You've got your hand on it, and then suddenly it's. And I th- but I, yeah, I think obviously winning the Champions Cup and and winning it last year as well. You know, you're very small margins there, and there's going to be disappointments in sport. And um, so you, he's got he's got a big trophy, and La Rochelle have. Yeah. They were very close. So I think being pragmatic about it is it's been a brilliant season from obviously it could have been topped off. You know, they've never won the the top fourteen. Toulouse, I think, have won it twenty three times now or something like that Crazy, in their yeah. history. Um and uh, The last I saw was Anton Dupont down at the uh, beach using the bouclier, the actual trophy, to surf into the into the water. As you should do. There I would like yeah. to, Fair play. This thing is obviously just expected that you just horse it around and do gets, what you want. Yeah, to, so. yeah, it gets thrown around a little bit, but um, they're an incredible club, though, aren't they? To lose, you know. We hear the fair bit in sport, don't we? The teams know how to win, and yeah. you know they've come a long way. It's even more in the a belief. It's half, more a belief you know. thing, you know what I mean? With with, with and that's always the intrigue in sport. That yeah. Even when your back is against the wall, you're getting you know probably physically out muscle a little bit. They haven't had many opportunities in the game. And you know, Intermac does what he what he did the other night. Uh, incredible, does everything he does. <laughs> yeah, but his performance in the game was quite poor. Yeah, he was really poor. And, 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 and that shouldn't and be very indecisive. That shouldn't be forgotten. Like he he oh, pulled off a, a great move at the end there. But th- let's not forget about everything else. Ah, but it, it matters if you're playing France in a World Cup game and he's a ten and they've like yeah. But the, honestly, the, the the he he fumbled the ball very late in the game. Very straightforward take, and then he does he. History books won't remember that. Halves. How many times have you seen a kick to the corner, right, in the clutch moments of a game where you're going, geez, maybe the out half could have taken another yard or two. But they're not taking another yard or two yeah. because they know they can't test that line. Mm. That's headless stuff for a player that... Yeah. Uh, it, J- Johnny Sexton has missed him before. Borden Barrett has missed him. Can't you know, think of too many have... at that moment in a... That, look, no, I, look, I think it's very important. You, Burns, you've, got to, you've got to be, you've got to be um, spot on there. But look, just his overall game and it's been... You know his his form has been up and down a little bit in the last year, and does does certain people in France would be saying Jamine should start, uh, probably deserves to start um, instead of him. But yeah. and when you play Toulouse or France, it's always about Dupont Intimac. How do you stop them? Uh, more so uh, Dupont, to be fair, but Intimac has to always to be watched. You can never switch off. So. <laughs> The quality is there, and look, I wouldn't be kind of looking for any sort of vulnerabilities in France and saying, "Well, Intermac hasn't had a brilliant season." As long season. as he does it again during the World Cup when they're playing us, that'd be that'd be very important. Then yeah. we'd, be, we'd be happy. Come here, the draw is wild, like hard to fathom, in, on every the draw. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's the structure has changed for for the Champions Cup next year again. Um, they're going back to you know the pools last year and the last couple of seasons were twelve teams and it was quite confusing. Yeah. There's a little bit l- less confusion there. Um, a bit of change again, um, and obviously the the draw was made on Wednesday, so it's four four um, four groups of six, which is you're making up your twenty four, and um, four of those teams out of that six will qualify for the round sixteen. I have a problem with that a little bit in the sense it's that. Well, look, if there's six teams in your group and f- you know four of you are going to get out of it. Have you to win more than one game in that context? Well, if you look at last year's knockout stages, both Montpellier and Ulster got through to the round 16, winning one game yeah. out of four matches, which for me, ah. only two teams did that. The year before, there was more teams did it. There was, a, I think it could have been three that got through winning one game. Um but look, I think what we did see last year in the Champions Cup was incredible. Um, the knockout stages were unbelievable. Yeah. A lot of the pool games were, were very good, but there were certain games. Everybody remembers Gloucester coming to Dublin. Yeah. It was... Um, the towel was kind of thrown in oh. the way. And I hate that for any team well, doing was, that. It was over after about 20, ba- 20 Back minutes. when I played and um, you know when the competition was very intense and it was six pools of four um, you know you had at times it was you know some of the French teams just couldn't do it on both fronts and you'd have an odd game here and there where they would put out a second string team after round three maybe when they've lost the first two they're kind of really throwing the towel in I think there's just opportunities here for teams to go second string a, a bit look player welfare and all that it's hard to kind of do it but if you're making Taking twenty players out of a squad and putting in a new twenty and 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 sending them to to play a game, it just frustrates me a little bit. But I think the it's also a little bit confusing that you have a team in your group that you don't play against from the same league. So, yeah. for example, you know, for Munster it's Glasgow who are in their group and they don't play Glasgow. Yeah. They play the other four teams. Benstring Stormers. Yeah, they don't play the right. Stormers because they're they're in the same league. I get the logic of it, and I understand it. It took me a little bit of time to 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 to, uh, to understand that. But um, you know, the four highest ranked clubs in each pool will qualify for the knockout. So it's a bit it's a bit daft. The the under twenties uh, it's sort of come out of nowhere. But the uh, World Championship starts tomorrow. South Africa uh, they're playing against England. Um, we've watched this team during the Six Nations, and they're off the charts good. There's a lot of really recognisable names in the team as well including Evan O'Connell nephew of the great one uh, who didn't start I, I certainly didn't start most of the games if I remember rightly during the Yeah he was on the bench um, for, for for a fair bit of that coming off or coming off the, the bench for, for a lot of the games in the Six Nations um, Has the group We haven't seen an under 20s championship for a couple of years because of Covid yeah. um, It's a great opportunity for this team to to see if they can kind of um, have they physically got better, stronger, have they improved technically? Um, Richie Murphy's done a great job, you know, back to back Grand Slams. Have they um, shot at winning it? You just don't know. It's hard to analyse, you know, what Australia will bring, what New Zealand will bring, what Argentina would possibly could bring, um, England. <coughs> um, 
you know, have an ability, they have a very big physical side. You you just don't know um, South Africa themselves. So that's the real measure. You know, Ireland play England first up, which is a very tough game tomorrow. And then they play Australia on Thursday and then Fiji a couple of days later. So you're just, you, it's, it's a little bit of the unknown. Obviously, all Ireland can control is themselves here in the sense that they have a very good platform to build on. And I think listening to a lot of the players in the last couple of days and seeing some of the press stuff, they're all talking about improvement and you know building on what they did in the in in the the Six Nations. But you know it's a very very dangerous game for anybody thinking that the twenties will just turn up tomorrow and it'll be you know a foregone conclusion that they'll beat England. I think they that what they did very well against England in the game in Cork uh, to win the Grand Slam was defensively they stopped a big powerful side from getting over the gain line. There's a couple of times England kind of, you know, got some brilliant tries in that game, uh, but one thing about this side is they're tenacious, they're they're aggressive, um, and they're confident in what they do. And you know, when you've someone like Sam Prendergast at ten, who's you know pretty gifted, um, I think the power that they have up front is is uh, is very impressive. I think they've a very structured. Um, their set piece is very good, but they play a lot as well. So they have a great variety to their game. And I saw that, you know, I did a good good few of the, the 20s games and obviously watched them all during the Six Nations. Mm-hmm. The first game, when I think back over in, in Wales, they kind of struggled a little bit at times and it looked like Wales were going to, you know, cut them apart at times. Um, and each time they went up the field, they were ruthless in, in getting them all try or, uh, you know, getting their forwards dominance. And then they kicked on the second half and they won that game convincingly. So there's some really good players in this side who I think are going to go on and play with their provinces and have a real impact in, in professional rugby. When you look at the the team, Quinny, like aside from maybe Ruan Quinn, who played a couple of games in the URC, I think for Munster and Prendergast, obviously you got a couple of lineouts for Leinster. There's not much, there's not many players there with senior experience. But as Richie Murphy made the point, they have a lot of experience of playing together. And they have yeah, Conor Tierney has been involved yeah, with Leinster as well, and um, I think Andrew Osborne, Jamie yeah. Osborne's brother, um, he's a very good player as well. There might be one or two more. Henry McAleen might have been as well with Leinster. Um, I think there's eight of that group are in the in, gone into the Sports. Leinster Academy yeah. this year. Um, it's they're very powerful players. Brian Leeson is is kind of this big physical specimen. Number eight played really well for um, big impact throughout the championship in the in the Grand Slam. He picked up a knock, probably hampered his training coming into this week. So he's on the bench. Evan O'Connell goes into the second row, and um, and Dermot Mangan goes into the back row. He's a very versatile, powerful player as well. And I always, I, I like what got me during the Six Nations was that those five, the two second rows and the back rows, how dynamic they were, how athletic they were, and how comfortable they were on the ball. Um, I know, obviously, being a back row myself, I would always thought, you know, if you get your back row making 10, 15 carries each in a game, it gives you a lot of involvements, yeah. you know. And these guys, I think, have a lot of involvements in the game. Gleeson on the bench, you know, he's such a powerful, aggressive ball carrier, scored tries throughout the championship as well. Um, so I think that's probably going to be the key in this championship uh, for, for them. 
Um, the front row, Gus McCarthy, the hooker, the captain, uh, unbelievably dynamic and powerful as well. Great we're ball carrier. We're very well stacked. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good players, but you don't. The one area I'd probably be, you just don't know. As I said, it's a little bit of the unknown what yeah. New Zealand, South Africa, Although Australia they look, they bring. Look very comfortable. But pressure I think looking at this team, they're in a really good position to have a really good championship. Hopefully, it starts well against England tomorrow. Um, we want you wanted to touch on the Wales pre-season training camp the rigorousness of it the madness of it the wildness of it and your own experiences of um, being in that environment and uh, been pushed to the pin of your collar the the uh, pre-season stuff it's always the toughest time most most rugby players um, I don't know about other sports but certainly the rugby pre-season was always um, always really difficult it was that kind because of because you let yourself th- loose, or because it was uh, no. Well, you've three or four weeks weeks off on your holidays, and then you're kind of trying to kind of enjoy your holidays. And um, that last weekend of let we're back loose. on Monday, <laughs> you know, no, the last weekend I think is it's kind of like going back to school. That feeling of oh, Jesus, we've got to face this yeah. on Monday, and you possibly have fitness testing to start on Monday morning like and it's a kind of dreaded weekend that bit of anxiety that your yeah. reality the holidays are over um, but it's tough and I watched obviously the, the Wales release footage of them going to an army camp somewhere in Wales or it, it could have been in the UK somewhere at the the last week where they were diving in and out of lakes and water and carrying logs up hills and all that kind of stuff that army stuff pulling themselves up ropes um, and I, I, I saw Warren Gatlin in the videos obviously talking about that and it kind of brought back memories of going to Poland oh, yeah. in, 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 two, in 2000 um, it was cryotherapy sp- yeah it was cry- for cryotherapy it was, it was in was Sp- it Spala is yeah, where we Spala, were yeah, yeah. and um, it was a couple of hours outside of uh, of Warsaw out in the countryside in the middle of the woods um, I think it was a mental and physical challenge. We went for three weeks the first time we went there and, um, you know, we did an incredibly hard week where you're doing about five, six sessions a day. So your normal day would be um, up in the morning, you're monitored, weighed, urine sample, um, body fat test, in for breakfast, um, go and do maybe, you know, a weight session, then a, a cardio session and then maybe a speed session you kind of three sessions before lunch. They're short enough. Um, th- then you do the cryotherapy and you've probably 20, 30 minutes on a bike. It's fairly intense. Anyway, you have lunch and then you're out for the afternoon where you're doing a weights hit again, probably a fitness hit um, and and maybe a run in the woods to finish your day and then cryotherapy again. So very intense, uh, shock the system. Um, so your day is starting at seven in the morning. You're kind of finishing, maybe sitting down for your dinner at half six, quarter to seven. Absolutely shattered. Did that for you know the week. We broke for the first weekend and went to Krakow on the f- uh, Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Um, had me- a meal there. Krakow was a lovely city and had a walk around there and a few drinks. Back in the bus Sunday morning, back to Spala again. You're driving in the dreaded long drive in the gate. And um, then we had another incredibly intense week. Um, players were starting to wane mentally bit, yeah. wane a little bit because it was hard going. You're doing a lot of sessions. And it's kind of that dreaded run in the evening then at six or quarter by six up the woods, up around the hills for a half an hour. Um, and then like the last, the second weekend, we went to um, Auschwitz. 
uh, we weren't mentally damaged enough. And this is no disrespect to to um, to anyone who's it's ever been affected by like, by just, that or uh, a, a anyone team who environment take. going to some place like I've been yeah. There look, it was really uh, intriguing uh, to go to Auschwitz and see, yeah. and like it was it was it was phenomenal to to get understand the history of the whole place and be there and saw saw the way people were treated there it was horrific um but i think um i think we stayed a night there and we had a few drinks again very limited nobody wanted to have drinks and getty was always a big believer of you know if you have a hard week have a few yeah. beers and but everyone was burnt burnt out yeah. um we went back on the sunday and that was the one going back in that sunday was like god we're facing this for a third week yeah. here um, the idea of the breaks of Krakow and Auschwitz and go somewhere different was just get away on a Saturday night or do, yeah. see something different. The third week, again, it was supposed to be a full-on week for the whole week. Um, and we did crazy stuff there. And uh, it kind of, by Wednesday, I think the sessions went uh, maybe one or two sessions in the day. And by Friday, it was a half day and Saturday was off. And then we yeah. we stayed. But it brought back memories of that, of, of kind of... You know, that type of mental, physical torture of three weeks. I'm still doing the same sessions at the minute. It's the hardest time of the year for, for, man, and in fairness, all the things, like Ireland could end up doing some stuff like that. um, And it pushes you to the limit. And and, uh, that's where you're going to get the money in the bank, really, you know, for, for the season ahead. All right. You're going to be back on Monday. We'll be looking back in that other 20 game, I'm sure, and plenty more besides. Thanks a million for coming in. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.